everybody, and welcome to this episode of Hexech Heroes. My name is Laughing Mage, and as always, I'm joined by your fellow podcaster minions. Guys, say hello. Hey, everyone. It's Susan. How's it going? Hello, boys. Still boring. It's our, it's our, sec- it's our second take, <laughs> and it's still boring. <laughs> Man, I don't, I, we're working on it. 30 minutes ain't enough for me to come up with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it so. is technically new, but... You know. It's technically new, yeah. They don't have to know about the first take. But they will know about the first take, because, guys, I just accidentally messed up my OBS, and we just had, like, 40 minutes of recording just not have my voice in it at all, which was not great, but we caught it before we finished. So we're going to do a, a a quick rundown of some of the thoughts that we were going to do uh, before. Uh, but before we talk about all the League of Legends stuff, let's talk about our weeks, guys, again, for Ketchup XP. Yeah, so my week is uh, it's pretty chill. Didn't really do much. Played some video games and hung out with the homies. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's about it. Uh, I did not play League very much this week. I had maybe a game or two. That's pretty much it. Having fun with friends on it recently. No rank climb. Uh, went one and two in Warhammer tournament that we're t- recording this a day late for. Um, taking a different list to a big major tournament instead. But, hey, it was fun. That's pretty much my week. Well, my week, as always, is just I played a lot of League of Legends. I uh, played a couple of really good games, a couple of really bad games. One of the more frustrating ones was I had, like, a 29-kill game on Lee Sin that I just could not carry for the fucking life of me. But I, I really did my best to try, and it just didn't work out. I also saw Quantumania, and it was fine, I guess. It wasn't anything great or stupendous. Okay, it was movie. just okay. I there were definitely some issues with it, but this is not a movie podcast, so I will not be going into that in depth. We this is a League yeah. of Legends podcast, and <laughs> other than just playing League of Legends, I watched a lot of League of Legends, and that is going to be some of the topics that we talk about here today in team chat, which I will jump into now with our very first topic being the LEC. So the European League is finishing up their winter split at the moment. They are Getting to the point where, and, and as I talked about last week, the their format is a bit different than what we have here in North America, where they played a bunch of best of ones into a group stage, and now they're going into playoffs, and they are doing best of threes instead of just best of ones. And a couple of upsets ended up happening over the weekend, where, uh, number one, uh, Vitality not doing so hot. This team that everyone was kind of hyped up on coming out of the regular split as the regular split champions, their number one seed. Uh, they just have not looked as good recently, and a lot of people have been pointing towards some of the issues that this team has in terms of their bot lane because Vitality on paper is very much a top-sided heavy team. Photon and Bo are both very strong uh, carry players for Vitality, the top lane and jungle for 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 the team. And then Perks is a very strong facilitator in the mid lane. So we see a lot of them have strong top side play, but in a meta that is pretty much like geared towards playing towards an AD carry towards a bot lane, the Vitality bot lane in Neon and Kaiser has been pretty lackluster so far. They have not shown themselves to be able to hold up to some of these other bot lanes, especially when they're not getting as many resources as some of these other bot lanes. So that's been the pretty much the biggest question mark for this team so far is how can this team do better going into the future? Because thus far in into the winter split for the European league, 
their bot lane feels like the reason why this team is losing so much. So questions are like, oh, should they just replace their bot lane or should they try to have their jungler play more towards their bot lane on better facilitating picks instead of some of the picks that we've seen him play so far, like like the Graves and the and the Karthus and stuff like that, which are more carry oriented junglers. Yeah, weak side bot lane is just so weak right now. Like, mm-hmm. if you just let your walk bot lane get walked on top of it, it's just such a disadvantage because you'll just never get dragons and then you'll just never win games. <laughs> yes, and it's it definitely feels like a bot focused meta because it's like every single bot lane duo is going to be a laning strength duo, and then every single one of those laning strength duos is able to grab priority and move to objectives and. They're also usually getting a lot of resources from junglers and roaming mids, and yep. that's just not something that the Vitality bot lane is, is playing or doing very well at. But other than Vitality, SK Gaming looks ex- exceptionally strong. They uh, Vitality did just end up losing to SK uh, today, I believe, uh, as we're recording this. And they look really, really good. SK was a, the one of the teams where people were looking at them saying, like, oh, they had a really good read in the meta, but are they even actually that good? And they're, are, they're, they're proving themselves to pretty much be actually that good, where they're able to dismantle both Vitality and Heretics, which are both two teams that people were looking at and saying, oh, they are actually pretty strong. But the question is whether or not this SK team can actually hold up against some of the stronger competitors that they're going to be seeing as they go into this, this playoff run, because the, if we look at the other three teams that they're playing against, which are going to be G2 mad lions and Koi, those are three very big names and champions in their own regard. And it's a question of is SK the fraud in these, in this top four teams in these top four teams, because G2 especially looks very, very strong with arguably the strongest bot lane in the league right now in Hansama and Mickey X. And then the proven veterans of Captain Broken Blade and the and Yike being a very, very strong piece fitting in very well with the team overall. It is can SK hold up to the nameplate of G2 and their aggressive and very fast uh playstyle. And that is going to be, if we are going to see whether or not they can do that, it isn't going to be until the finals because SK are in the lower bracket and G2 are in the winner's bracket. Which means that before we can see SK take on G2, SK needs to beat Mad Lions. And Mad Lions is a team that is definitely pretty good and, and they are deserved, they, they deserve this spot in the top four of the LEC in my opinion, but they don't look as consistently strong as some of these other teams do. They do seem to have their weaknesses where they can get picked apart pretty, pretty quickly, pretty easily. And I would say of these, of these four top teams in Europe right now, I would say that they are pretty solidly a number three or four team. I don't know if I would say that they are deserving of winning the LEC at the moment, um, or even necessarily making it to the finals. So... We'll see about them. But the last top four team that we have in Europe is going to be Koi. And as I talked about a little bit last week, Koi was a team that a lot of people had questions for because they did not do very well in their regular split. They weren't playing super, super well, despite just winning in, in summer and going to the group stages of Worlds. And it seems that they have pretty much found their footing at the moment. They were able to overcome some of the teams that they have played against thus far in the group stage, beating Vitality and uh, SK, 
But the question is, is this team actually going to maintain that strength or are they going to bolster out like we saw them do during the regular season? And I'm, I do not have my mind made up for this team because on one hand, I do want to believe in them because they do look fairly strong. They look fairly dominant in these wins that they are getting. But on the same hand, watching what they did during the regular season kind of tainted uh, my vision of them going into the playoffs. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but other than that, that's really all that I have to say about the LEC at the moment. Uh, we're kicking it off uh, tomorrow on Monday. They're going to be playing the uh, the playoff round one, so the upper bracket semis and the lower bracket semis. Then we'll see who is going to be going to the finals next weekend. But with that being said, that's all that's going on in Europe. So let's talk about the greatest region in the world, yes, guys. Sir. The number one region in all of League of Legends, guys. That LCK. <laughs> what? what a nerd. You think the Man. LCK is the best region? Ew. Nah, man. We're LCS talking about the mean. LCS. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. North America, baby. <laughs> Number one, you already know. Definitely not number yeah. four of the four major regions. That's definitely not it. Oh, look the other way. Uh, so yeah, uh, what happened in the LCS this week? Well, it was super week, so they, we got to get three days worth of games, which were super fun, and boy howdy, did we get some upsets this week. For the first part of the of, of the upset train, and we're going to talk about FlyQuest because they were they picked up their first loss of the of the year. The, uh, this last uh -huh. week. <clears throat> so FlyQuest ended up losing to TSM of all teams in the LCS. And I think the reasoning for that is TSM played a very strong early game against FlyQuest. They were very aggressive. They were not afraid to make plays. And in a lot of ways, they were almost coin flipping some of these things that they were doing in the early game, attacking Spica and attacking their, their mid lane. But before they even got into game, they were attacking the champion pool of their strongest player, which was Prince. And they were just attacking the resources that he can get from this FlyQuest team, which ended up pushing him onto a pick that is less seen at the moment in the meta, which was Jinx. And in my personal opinion, I don't think Jinx is really that good. I, I think that the champion definitely needs some time to rev up and get super strong. But they ended up essentially pushing the FlyQuest bot lane onto this weird pick of... Which is, to say, a very fun lane to watch, just not a very good laning duo, which was the Jinx and the Thresh. Now, despite the fact that these are very two very fun champions to watch play they're not super lane dominant so tsm was able to pick up pretty strong laners against it being the rakan and the varus but they also were able to pick up the vi and, and the talia and they basically said hey we're going to out team yeah. fight you we're going to beat you hands diff you in the early game and make a lot of moves together on the map which was yeah. putting FlyQuest in a precarious situation uh despite the fact that they were playing a pretty decent early game uh, with that being said, it, it looked pretty even for the most part for FlyQuest. It was maybe a couple of hundred gold in their favor for the majority of the game. And then at some point, it would go into TSM's favor for a couple of hundred gold. And then at, like, I think the 17-minute mark or so, a team fight happened. And 
it all sort of fell apart around, I think, a dragon or so. And essentially what ended up happening was TSM did draft this team that was able to get onto the back line and force Prince into this... Like, despite the fact that Prince was not in a vulnerable situation, they forced him into a vulnerable situation. There was one point in the game where he, like, flashed over a wall, Gale forced away, got as far away as physically possible, and then they were still on top of him. And in my opinion, when I was looking at the draft, like, number one is Thresh is a really good champion that brings you some laning advantages, but if you want to peel the immobile AD carry that is Jinx that needs a lot of time to actually rev up and become yeah. a really good champion, especially with her passive in team fights, you, you need a know. more defensive tool, right? Yeah. yeah. You need another defensive character if you're gonna run Thresh. Yeah, and like But then that's at the sacrifice of a carry, supposedly. Yeah, and and in my opinion, I think if you're good, like the the better option there was just to sacrifice your laning capabilities and take the Tom Kench, right? Tom Kench feels like a much better champion to pair with this immobile carry, especially in a meta where killing the ADC feels like it wins you many of the fights. Yeah. Um, but overall, I, I think it was a really good game played by uh, TSM. They pushed FlyQuest to their limit in the early game and attacked their... The, the way that that team wants to play very well and very effectively, and I can't believe that I'm giving props to TSM. <laughs> other than that, a couple of other upsets happened. Number one, Golden Guardians moved up the standings. Uh, they only had, I think, three wins going into the Super Week, and they came out with five, putting themselves pretty solidly in the middle of the pack at the end of the first round robin. And this was a team that I looked at and was saying that they are definitely better than what their record shows because their strength of schedule was very tough. They played a lot of the top teams at the beginning of the season, but and, and, and all those losses that they did end up having, they were very close. Also, not to mention the fact that they had a substitute mid laner as well, so the losses were pretty much guaranteed, unfortunately. But yeah. going into their games against some of the weaker teams, they were getting very decisive wins, and one of the wins that they ended up getting this week was against 100 Thieves. And with that being said, I think this is a good time to talk about 100 Thieves because they did not win a single fucking game this week, which nope. was very surprising for a lot of people because people were looking at 100 Thieves as being potentially the second strongest, third strongest, fourth strongest team in the league. And now they're sitting at four and five at the bottom half of the league tied with uh, tied with some other uh, bottom half teams like CLG. So the question is, what happened to 100 Thieves? They lost to Golden Guardians, they lost to CLG, and they lost to Evil Geniuses. Now, the Evil Geniuses loss was a little bit weird because it was EG had a lot of advantages in the early game, and 100 Thieves basically drew the game out to an extended period of time so that they could, excuse me, give Doublelift some time to rev up and get super strong because Doublelift also was playing a Jinx game. So they wanted to get more resources into their carry so that they could win out in the later stages of the game, but unfortunately... For 100 Thieves, Evil Geniuses said, um, okay, well, if you want to draw out this game, we're just going to push your Nexus and win. Because 100 Thieves were setting up for objectives, they were trying to get vision, they were contesting, like, choke points, and all of the time while they were doing that, Evil Geniuses was just pushing down mid lane to the point where four people on 100 Thieves were trying to take a Baron, and then five people from Evil Geniuses were walking into their base. And the only person trying to prevent them was Bjergsen, and he did not do so. He was unable to stop five people from pushing their nexus. 
So that was a tough loss for 100 Thieves. But other than that, their loss to CLG and Golden Guardians both sort of came from the fact that 100 Thieves is, I think, getting exposed in terms of their playstyle, where Doublelift is the carry on 100 Thieves, and there is no question about that, and it's just kind of what happens when you have a player like Doublelift on your team, is every team turns into a Doublelift comp, where everybody plays protect the Doublelift, feed the Doublelift, pray to the Doublelift, worship the Doublelift, he is love, <laughs> he is life, he is everything that you should be worried yeah. about. Doublelift deity. <laughs> uh and deity lift the way that deity lift i like that <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one uh and, and the way that clg and golden guardians attack this is they just did not give hunter thieves time to breathe because they know that their the other pieces on a hunter thieves team aren't going to be as strong as their carry which is double lift and they were drafting compositions that were preventing double lift from pressing laning advantages or playing out team fights in that that he wants to have and when you have your one carry on your team not able to carry or play the game for yeah. that matter you don't your your entire play style has to change at that point yeah whole plan falls apart yeah so for 100 thieves it's like you have tenacity in the top lane who in his own right, has the most solo kills in of top laners in the LCS at the moment, but also isn't really able to carry games because his team fighting is very lackluster, even when he has those advantages. And you're not really going to be putting Burix in on a carry because he is such a strong facilitating mid laner. And then also Closer, despite the fact that he is a very good carry jungler, is not really in a meta right now where you can pick those carry jungles and feel really strongly about playing them unless you're like a kindred player so it does all kind of fall to double lift shoulders and clg and golden guardians were both able to pick apart a hundred thieves's uh game plan and put them in the dirt and put them in a four to five win loss ratio uh, now, without talking about every single team in the LCS, I will talk about the last team in the LCS that I need to talk about because this is for my own sake, and if I don't talk about it, I'll, I'll lose my mind, is Team Liquid because I am a, a Team Liquid fan, and they did not win a single game this Super Week, and I really wanted them to win just one. I just needed one win from this team, man. Just a single one. Just, just, a, just a crumb, man. Ugh! But the most disappointing thing about this Team Liquid team is that we have seen flashes of how strong that they can possibly be, right? It is a fact that in the three games that they played this weekend against CLG, against Cloud9, and against Evil Geniuses, Team Liquid should have won all three of these games at some point. They're, in all three of the games, Team Liquid had an advantage. They had a pretty significant gold advantage by a couple of thousand, four to five thousand for most part. I think in the Cloud9 game, they even had a 7k gold lead at some point, but... What ends up happening is, despite the fact that Team Liquid is admittedly very strong laners, they are really, really bad at team fighting. They get picked apart, they are disorganized, and they don't focus the same targets that they need to focus. I think one of the perfect examples of how strong this team could possibly be, but then their lack of communication, not, not even communication, but, but their uh, threat analysis, I guess, mm. is in the CLG series when they're fighting around a dragon, and Summit came in as Gnar, a very strong Gnar, I should say. He was doing really, really well despite playing into a counter matchup against Dokla Zyrelia. But he got a really good Gnar ulti and then started focusing the enemy backline, which would have been fine in some circumstances. But the one champion that he didn't end up killing or didn't end up dying because of the Gnar ulti was Dokla's Irelia, who at 40% HP was able to 1v3 the remaining members of Team Liquid and yeah. kill all three of them. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, Irelia things right there. Yeah, that just feels like an Irelia moment waiting to happen. Yep. And off of that play, Team Liquid basically lost the, lane, uh, the game, and that was just kind of the story of every single game that they played. One miss play in the in in a team fight would lose them the entire game. Piosic had two really really good showings, one on J4 and one on Elise, where he was pressing early advantages and doing really really well against admittedly like stronger teams. And then he would just make one really really bad play and the game was over. And I won't t t take too much time to sit back and analyze what he was doing in exactly these plays. But holy god, man, if Piosic doesn't calm the fuck down, he is <laughs> going to lose Team Liquid every single game that they play. It was bad when the main driving force, your jungler, is losing in your games. <laughs> it is definitely a feels bad moment. But also, quick shout out to the guy on YouTube who was flaming the fuck out of me for supporting Team Liquid. Uh, because I, I, I yeah. over the weekend, I said something along the lines of like, I know that this has been a, a rough start for this team, but I have faith in these boys because I think they are all really, really good. They just need more time to mesh and, and, and get comfortable with the stage and whatnot. There was a guy on YouTube who was flaming the fuck out of me, basically saying that I needed, like, that I was, like, mentally ill for thinking oh. that, like, Harry and Jan deserve spots on Team Liquid and that they're literally the reason why they're losing games and that FlyQuest was a better team because they got real Asians instead of these fake false Asians what from Canada the... and Australia. So what I was like, what the, mean? no, exactly. Like that guy was just, that guy is just, I don't fake know. Asians? Yeah, no, the fake Asians, man, just aren't Where good enough. Where have you encountered them? I don't know, man. I don't <laughs> know. But the guy on YouTube who was flaming me for that, I didn't even respond to him because like, okay, you're not going to change your mind. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Because you don't, like you actually are just ignorant and annoying. You're actually just insane. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. But that's not even going to be the end of my uh, experiences with some of these uh, people on the internet, but I'll get into that yeah. in a second. Because that's all I have to talk about for the LCS this week, so let's get into our next subtopic uh, uh, sub for Team Chat, <laughs> which is going to be some drama happening in the LCS. So if you weren't watching LCS this week, in the Team Liquid Cloud9 game, some beef happened. So basically, during the Team Liquid C9 game, uh... At the end of the game, the players are supposed to shake hands, right? You shake yes. hands, it's a sign of sportsmanship, it's a sign of respect. Sven, the Cloud9 support, did not shake hands with Jan and the, the, the Team Liquid AD carry, which sparked yep. a lot of drama because it was caught on camera. Everybody watched him do it, and it was like, oh, what, what happened during the game that, that made this happen? And basically is Harry, the Team Liquid mid laner, died first blood to Diplex. And it was a very stupid death. He overextended for a plate. He got the plate, died immediately for it. Was it not was not worth. Was not worth death. But right. I'm pretty sure Diplex said some shit like XD in, in the all chat of the game. Oh and then God. later on, when Jan kills Sven and their bot lane, he says something along the lines of like, oh, you guys are worse than your academy team, or you guys are oh worse than God. our academy God. team. And they're like, they're flaming each other. And 
I guess Sven took that personally and then typed some stuff back and then just didn't shake Jan's ha hand at the end of the game, which has opened up the conversation of like, what should sportsman, what should our sportsmanship uh, expectations be for some of well, this I stuff? Mean, if they let each other type to each other in the game, like that's stuff like that's bound to happen. And like mm -hmm. they were talking shit. He, they didn't shake each other's hands. Like it makes sense. It's not like we didn't just talk shit to each other that entire time, even though we are playing a game and it is sportsman like, you know, but if, if homie really took it some type of way, then he is no way obliged to shake the man's hand, you know? Yeah. I mean, I suppose, I mean, the, the way that I'm looking about it is this. Trash talk and banter is completely fine. That is something that has always been in League of Legends. That has always been something that's been in traditional sports and esports overall. Yeah. But that all sort of stays inside of the game, right? Yeah. At right. the end of the day, it is a game. You are competitors, but like your competitors are on the same field. And as a sign of respect, this is something that's been done for hundreds of years, is you shake the opponent's hand after the game is done, win or lose. And to win the game and not shake a hand is petty and childish and is pretty like it, it's very unsportsmanlike and beyond that in my opinion it is very bad for the cloud nine brand as well because sven yeah. as a player is a representation of the cloud nine yep. organization as one of their franchise players and him not doing that first of all labels him as oh he could be potentially toxic he could be potentially hard to work with this is a bad representation of the organization that he is with because why would they support a player who does this who has this kind of behavior oh, yeah. which could potentially reflect poorly sure. on himself and all of his managerial staff um but having this conversation like reeled back in it is at the end of the day about sportsmanship and you should shake the other hand regardless of what is said in chat because it, it is supposed to be a like bantery for fun trash talky thing that you have between opponents but that level of respect should be there to just do that right i think it was a it was a sven took a personal diff he did he definitely did take it personally yeah so like any 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 sportsmanship stuff like it just goes out the window because like i took it personally yeah. sorry it's like i'll feel my way about this i literally don't care what you'll have to say now so i feel like that's the situation that happened that he took it personal and just just didn't care really. Now, with with all this being said, I'm gonna add a little bit more context to the to to the soup here. Uh, okay. After the game, Sven himself came out and apologized about not shaking on his hand, and he apologized to Team Liquid for it as well, saying that it was petty and that he shouldn't have done it, and that trash talk stays in the game, and he knows that, and he's better than that. But he, in the moment, just forgot and and didn't shake his hand and Jan also said that he accepted the apology and that there was really no need to apologize because he understands that this is a competition and it's a game and he himself does not care very much and in my personal opinion I also don't think that it's that big of a deal I think trash talk is a part of like sports and that's just expected I do right. I am a part of the side of like you should shake the opponent's hand regardless of win or loss or how you felt about whatever remarks were made because it's just a matter of sportsmanship and and I'm a I, I I'm pretty anti-toxicity uh, as a person because I don't think it makes an entertainment product necessarily better if there's toxicity in the game uh, but what has happened is the biggest issue that I've seen is not the beef itself between Sven and Jan. It is the reaction that the community has had to said beef. Oh, yeah. So, 
a lot of people have come out and they were talking about like, oh, I think that it was disrespectful for Sven to do that. He should ha he should like shake his hand. It's a matter of sportsmanship. And then a lot of other people have been coming out and saying, and I'm going to paraphrase because if I said exactly what are the things that are being said to me and others online is that you are a fucking pussy and uh, he shouldn't have to do anything uh, like it's manly for him not to shake the hand of his opponent and it's his oh, choice. And, all people to be saying these things and it, it it's turned into a conversation about toxic masculinity it has turned into a conversation about toxicity in competition and a lot of people are saying like oh you wouldn't last five seconds in a call of duty lobby oh it's obvious that you've never played a sport in your life right yeah me personally like you're all still behind computer screens yeah exactly it is also like it's semi-anonymous right you don't have to face any real life repercussions from any yeah. of the things that you say yeah but like Personally, like myself, I when I was talking about my opinion about this on Twitter, and like I did not make a post of this on myself, I was responding to somebody else's thing, because basically what I said was, depending on the context of the situation, Sven may have just cemented himself as my least favorite player in the LCS. Because I'm a big proponent of like, I want respect, and I want a good game, and I want there to be right. sportsmanship between all the players. You said your opinion. That was That is my opinion, but I also said it was yeah. dependent on the context. I did not, at the time... I did not have the context of the situation and it is since released. The, mm -hmm. the, the responses to what I have said have been deplorable because yeah. people have been calling me fat. They were calling uh, me ugly. They were saying mm -hmm. that I was effeminate. They were saying all these sorts of things. And it's like, first of all, I'm, I'm just saying my opinion about something that we didn't really have like, I, I was given this based off of the context that we had at the moment. And you're not making any points by trying to insult me. You're, you're, you're not doing anything by saying insulting words to me. If anything, it's just showing that you yourself are insecure about who you are. And the fact that I was getting attacked over this stuff is obscene because I was just responding to somebody else's thread about the situation. And once the yeah, context was like... given to me, I had a different response, which was like, Oh yeah. Well, okay. Given the, given the context of the situation now, maybe it was in bad taste that they were talking to each other and that the reaction that Sven had isn't necessarily blown out of proportion if he did take it personally at the end of the day. But it, it still, at the end of the day, should be a matter of respect and sportsmanship, and we should not be violating that sanctity over personal feelings in a competitive atmosphere. Yeah, just a couple dudes made a mistake. Like, and yeah, I, I feel like a a big thing about the the league community in like regards of the response that you got, and like a lot of the other like responses to those tweets, and um, like. For example, the La Tigris thing with the the double lift. Oh yeah, all of that coming back out. Like people are so quick to just torch someone yes. so fast, like without like a second thought, just boom, immediately click clack typing. It, it's just I don't I don't know. There's just no words for it to like because I myself just cannot comprehend the mindset of it. Yeah, of like why do you you feel so strongly about this that like you just have to why do you have to spread your feelings for something in the most disgusting way possible yeah it's like you could have portrayed what you were trying to say in a completely different way 
that you wanted to be disgusting. And also yeah. just personally attacking people is just a favorite thing of like the league community. Very distasteful. I, I just don't understand it. It's like you don't know who the fuck I am. It's really yeah. weird. Like the yeah. amount of times I've been called the N word in game, and it's just like, how do you know I'm black? Yeah. No, <laughs> how the fuck do you know? You literally don't. How do you know what my mom looks like? Like, I, like what the fuck? <laughs> like that shit is stupid to me. I don't know. It's, yeah. really, it's just childish. They're all children sitting behind computers, click clack typing. I agree. <laughs> click clack typing. <laughs> it's weird, dude. It's just it so is. Weird. It's fucked up. <laughs> um, and and I will say this compared to what I got, and, and firstly, like. It, it it does say like yeah you you don't know anything about me because they're like oh you've obviously never like played sports you never watched sports and like he, first of like I did play sports <laughs> like I I was playing baseball and basketball when I was in high school I was a part of that competitive atmosphere and just despite that like the point that they were trying to make is like oh yeah there's always trash talk in sports like you've obviously never played one if if, if you think that this is weird it's like first of all my point wasn't about trash talking my point was about not shaking the hand of your opponent second of yeah. all when i was playing sports there was no fucking trash talk like there was no trash talk happening on on or off the field about either of our teams that that didn't actually end up happening i'm not necessarily a big fan of traditional sports but i think at the end of the day we shouldn't necessarily be trying to compare ourselves to t-sports watchers when these are the same people who are destroying the very cities that they are living in because of a super bowl result like yeah. we, if anything we should be trying to be better than that right guys That's it is cringe. It is so funny seeing all the memes online about it too. Like people predicted this shit to happen, and boom, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Like, and I get having passion for a team, and I understand wanting your team to win, or or having a certain amount of passion for uh any sort of sport or hobby that you're into, because I share yeah. that level of passion as well. But I'm not violent or disrespectful about it, or at least I try not to be. And if I ever am, it's surely a mistake and not my intention. It, it it boggles my mind that people think that the best way to respond to these situations is to be disrespectful and rude to people that they don't know on the internet. And it's also like, do you not want people to like like you at all? Yeah, you have no <laughs> self respect for your own image that you just have no concept of a digital footprint. It is disgusting, and it's like, what? What if you're saying stuff like this to people online, and then you become a content creator later? And it's like, weren't you an absolute asshole to me online, like X amount of time ago? See, I actually I looked know. at the. People. It's just not a good look. It's not a good look at all. So there are certain content creators out there, or people in the industry, who are responding like this or there's one individual who i will not name but they essentially the point oh, that they were Lord. making was that anybody who thinks that trash talk banter or not shaking the opponent's hand is bad for the league is trying to emasculate the league and make it more what feminine. does this have to do with masculinity exactly it has What's absolutely the... nothing to do with masculinity. league of legends man it's just a stupid point it, it is, it what is does ridiculous. What does this have to do with and masculinity? Exactly. It has nothing to do with it. And, and that's the biggest point. And also, if you really want to get into that conversation about, oh, the league is getting emasculated, it's like two of the most iconic esports pictures in the entire world. Some of the most iconic pictures of sports in the entire world are of these players crying and having emotional reactions, which are your effeminate, your, your more feminine, emasculated like images that you have in your, in, in your twisted brain. So, right. what kind of point are you trying to make? That some of the and most iconic moments in these sports are 
too feminine for you? If if that even makes any sense? Yeah, I I I don't get the concept of why you would even think about that. Yeah. Like we're we're literally playing League of Legends. We're talking about guys like just playing a video game. Yeah. It's like they're just playing a video game, talking shit back and forth, like and then I I wouldn't even go and say as far as someone's feelings got hurt, but just like literally in the moment. Because the fact that after the fact they said like, Oh yeah, I was just feeling shitty in that moment. But like now that I think about it, I shouldn't have reacted like that. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't I don't know. I, I just I just can't form into words because I just don't understand the concept at all. <laughs> why you would even think that. Yeah, it is it is definitely weird, but the last point that I want to make about this entire situation is I received backlash for this and I am a and we are relatively smaller content creators in this space and yeah. I'm also a man saying this. And the person who I replied to on this were who I was talking to was Delfino of NA Men who is a female uh, a, a woman and and she yeah. She has received a lot of hate for this. Oh, like she has whoa, received man. DMs and acts, and she is getting constantly harassed about this point online. And it is disgusting to see the reaction that people are having to this because she voiced her opinion as a woman. Yeah, I am so sorry to. Yeah, <laughs> like that is fucking awful. Like I just don't understand how like people like that just get a sniff or an inkling of. Like, just, I don't know, anything to grab onto just to insult you and just be demeaning. I don't know why they're just so fast to doing this. I really don't, I don't understand, understand the... It's like, what are you saying? I just don't, I was saying, I don't understand it even. It's it's crazy, because, well, I have been toxic in the past. This shit just, people take it too far, man. The DMs thing. I don't understand when it came to like having an opinion is taboo, bro. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like Mage, like Mage just experience. He posted his opinion on the internet and then just got flame broiled for literally no reason. Yeah, about topics that don't fucking matter to what he's talking about either. Exactly. Which had fucking... nothing to what he's trying to argue. I don't understand it. Yeah. It is very sad to see, and I and I hope that our community can grow up a little bit more than this, and and just do the bare minimum to be good human beings, right? <laughs> yeah, copium, hard copium. <laughs> I mean, I I, that that's at, at the end of the day, that's I think that's the biggest lesson that can be taken away from all of this, because like the amount of just vitriol that came from this, like that came from other people's reaction to a situation that has already been solved and done and dusted. Literally. It's, it's, it's so disgusting to see how people have reacted. And honestly, from my personal opinion, what I did was I was scrolling through all these replies and stuff with people flaming me and flaming Delphi. I literally blocked every single one of those accounts. I was like, you have shown your yeah. true colors. You obviously like, do not you care. Yourself. Thank like, you. It's like, I, I never had to deal with you again in my life. Goodbye. Yeah, but it's it's, it's disgusting, and my heart goes out to her, and I hope that she's doing For well sure. because I could Same not. Here. Yeah, I I I could not imagine the kind of disgusting heathen 
heathenry that that's going on around her because of because of being a woman in the esports space. With that being said, let's uh, let's move off of some of these heavier topics onto something a little bit more interesting, which is going to be not interesting, more fun, less lighthearted. That that's the word. Yeah. Something a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, C nine is making a roster change in the middle of the split, guys. So if you didn't know, Cloud Nine is going to be replacing their current mid laner Diplex for MNS, who is their challengers mid laner. Yep. With that being said, this is not a uh, this isn't a. It, it is very important that we all know this right now. This is not a reaction to Diplex doing poorly because Diplex has yeah. been playing very very well in the LCS. Cloud9 is tied for second, which means, obviously, he is doing a really good job. Yeah, this, I hope that message has been received. Yes. This is a reaction to MNS doing really, really, really good in Challengers. Yep. Hell yeah. This is somebody who has been fighting in Challengers and is currently winning the entire league on the Cloud9 Challengers team and has deserved the right to try to play on the main roster. Excuse me. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this changes the Cloud9 atmosphere, because Diplex has been doing very well. He hasn't been an exceptional mid laner by any standard, but he is definitely doing his job, and he is holding his own against the great mid laners that we have here in North America to the likes of Jojo Pune and Bjergsen, right? Yeah. With that being said, it is going to be very interesting to see how this aggressive mid laner in MNS is going to come in and change the way that Cloud9 plays because Cloud9 already has a very aggressive team. Blabber is a super aggressive jungler who likes making a lot of plays early and forcing fights. Fudge is a very strong side, hands defeat top laner who will pick the Fiora and then just try to kill you with it. And then Berserker and Sven are two eighty carry players playing bot lane together, <laughs> fighting and duking it out with with other people. So this is already an aggressive team. And adding in mm -hmm. another player who favors the LeBlancs and the Aries and the Silas's of the world is going to yeah. make it very interesting to see how he fits into this this team comp and how is this going to change the likes of of Blabber's pathing, is he going to be playing more towards mid, or are we going to see more mid lane plays being made around the map, roaming to top, roaming to bot, working in the jungle, invading, and, and doing other stuff like that, because he's able to push mid lane advantages more so than we've seen Diplex been doing. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting, and I believe that starts next week. So next week we will see uh, Diplex and Challengers and MNS in the LCS. With that being said, let's go on to our next team chat topic, which is going to be our reactions to the Riot Dev Diaries update. So, Riot has released uh, these videos on YouTube, and they said that they want to do more of them, and they're just going to be lower quality, less highly produced videos about, like, talking about updates that they want to do, changes that are going to be made uh, soon in the League of Legends atmosphere. And in this most current one, there have been some changes to, like, their developments for other games and game modes and VGUs and ASUs and just more, uh, more, more, more 
like bonus content for League of Legends, I should say. It's not so yeah. much like, oh, it's yeah. a new champion. It's like, oh, something nope. like we're we're porting over Wild Rift skins, right? Yeah, that's a good I I'm glad that they're going in this direction and like kind of slowing it down a bit because it's in my opinion overdue that we just slow down doing new stuff for a bit and like updating the game. For instance, like looking at who was it, Udir for as long as we had to. <laughs> like that was kind of crazy. <laughs> and, awesome uh, like yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they they they're continuing to to do stuff like that. Like maybe Gragas will get his visual update in the future. Yeah. I don't know how they announced two visual updates. Is yeah, Lee so, and Timo? Yeah, Leeson and Timo yeah, are Leeson the two that are going to get it. Leeson needs it really bad, bro. Yeah, Leeson yeah, needs it bad, bad. Fucking Timo maybe could go with that. I think the one that needs it more than him personally is Zillion. You guys seen him in game recently? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he looks kind of new but also it's like it's zillion you look too close so... you look too much and it's just kind of yeah but you look a little too close <laughs> his skins make him look really good his base skin or yeah, his, his older skin ones is the worst. are i'll say so that about leeson too yeah exactly yeah leeson as well i feel like champs with skins that make them look like a, a visual update <laughs> most likely need a visual update of some sort yeah, but I guess Tima's a good one too because we see very animated, very nice looking mortals like Poppy, Tristana. Timo yeah. is just this, he's Wobble. a little guy who moves left to right when he walks. He wobbles! He, he wobbles when he moves! He wobbles. I don't know if his legs actually move, he just wobbles. His, his entire skin. character model shifts forward when he throws a mushroom. In that sense, yep. fucking. Kenan, have you guys seen Kenan's laugh animation? Oh yeah, just, true. Oh my gosh, his, yeah, Kenan, Woo! his fucking his model turns it rotates ninety degrees on the ground and he just wobbles as well. Yeah. That is it. Uh, it is so bad. Jesus, <laughs> there's a lot oh, who like, need it, but I'm glad we're pumping them out a little bit more because it is nice yeah. to see champions that are more up to date. Like, I'm sure Lisa and Timo mains are happy here. I know my yeah, friend like, who's a diehard Timo player. He loved the news. I think Lee and Timo have the this fall into the same like skins give them visual updates category. Yeah, like, like Space Timo Timo and Omega so Squad good. Timo. That is night and day, bro. Dude, They're like Lee skin is the so other more expensive skins too. The Storm Dragon Lee Sin skin, the Muay yeah. Thai Lee Sin skin, the yep. God Fist Lee Sin skin, the Knockout Lee Sin skin. These are all really, really great skins yeah. with like differences in their character models and movements and stuff. And then even when you look at some of the newer skins like FPX Lee Sin and he has all the old stuff, it's like this is this is Ugh. this is shit that you shined to make it look nice. Yeah. Like it, it, it feels so bad that like I won't pick the Bruce Lee skin every game. Yeah, true. Yeah, because, like I don't want to play with those like garbage animations, bro. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but what about but yeah. the the Wild Rift ports that are happening too? Because they're also going to be importing the dude. That means Mythmaker. That means Mythmaker Gwen will be a thing, and I would be so fucking happy. Yeah, I am really. Dude, glad some of the skins that. are so good. Because I am, I, my friend and me did not receive the Zaya Rakan <laughs> uh, exclusives on um, Wild Rift very well. But then now that we're seeing it getting put to um, yeah. PC, we're big happy. smile, big, big, big smile. Yeah. I mean, stuff like they have 
they have their own skin line too in Wildlands for Hexplorer or something. That'd be cool to see return. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think Senna might have gotten a skin in that one. Yeah, I know there's a Jax. There's a Tristana one. It's, well, maybe not Tristana. Yes. I know there's a Jax. Teemo. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't drop stuff uh, simultaneously. I don't yeah. know. I feel like I, I feel like every time they they drop a good skin like Wildrift exclusive, people are just gonna be like, "Why would you do that?" And then immediately they're gonna be like, "Oh, our bad," and then just put it on the league. I mean, mm-hmm. Project Zeri is probably their best skin that they've made in two years, and it's a yeah. Wild Rift exclusive. Opium. That's a skin. Yeah. Oh, hold on, I gotta look this up. Look at the in game, but I saw the I saw the um. Yo, that looks fucking sick. And I was so like, I was like, bro, please. Yo, wait, this looks so good. I, yeah, I had to like fuck? immediately forget that it was gonna be Wild Rift exclusive before I like threw myself into a depression. <laughs> I was just like, don't look at it. It's not real. <laughs> this is a fan made art. <laughs> this isn't real. It's coming out to custom skins soon. <laughs> Copium. Wow, there's a lot that I'm seeing. Psychic Detective Senna. What yeah, Psychic Detective. Dream Reader. What the? These, I'm glad if these come because we, I love, I'm, we're, I want new skin lines. <laughs> As all well. psychic detective Santa. Oh, this looks good too. Wow, fuck! Can we have these elite in normally? Man, maybe, yeah, maybe soon. A, we'll see. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's what we're working towards. Hopefully, mm-hmm. watch them all cost like twenty bucks. Ooh. Ooh. I think they'd make them just like regular skins. I mean oh the goodness. the redeemed Cyrocon one are they're definitely going to be twenty dollars skins <laughs> oh because God. the Star Guardian Cyrocon are both twenty dollars skins as well. So yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're like legendary or something. Yeah, I'm they seeing like Dream Raider Nasus the... as well if they wanted. Yeah, honestly, there's a whole skin like Dream Raider Nasus. This I'm is fucking crazy not... looking. Dream Raider, I haven't seen. Yeah, that. they're all cool. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm good with not getting another Star Guardian event for a little while, honestly. I yeah. love Star Guardian. I we just got some over the summer. I don't, I don't need more. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god, Cotton Tail Blitzcrank. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's some of the cool stuff that we got out of the Dev Diaries, and like the two v two v two v two mode is also being worked on as well. But overall, like I, it was it was all like bonus content news which i'm glad that we ended up getting but it was also like nothing particularly interesting that i think anyone is super excited about like in the context of like oh this is going to be game changing yeah i i've honestly weirdly enough see a lot of the stuff before they drop these videos so like half of this stuff i've seen before i saw this video already of like the upcoming changes this stuff gets like leaked pretty often. Um, yeah, I don't know. We're we're getting somewhere. I'm glad to see this stuff though, for sure. Yeah, I'm very happy about and it. They're also making big yeah. progress. Good with, dev like, dev. Thumbs up for me. They're doing their best. Yeah, I like it because usually we get dev diaries videos that aren't this close to each other. Because like, what the last one we got was a month ago. Yeah, a little over a month ago. I am liking the transparency. There, it's showing that they're taking steps at least, even if it's just a little thing. Perfect. Big thumbs up from Hextech Heroes. Yeah, yes. clients of the next approval. <laughs>
Uh, but with that being said, I think that's everything that we have for team chat today, guys. Yeah. So let's move on to our next segment, all chat, where we have nothing. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> with that being Please, said... Please, guys. Oh, I'll make God. a hard noise like I said last week. <laughs> oh, God. That goes on his knees again. <laughs> Dude, so all right, Micro, hit him with the... Hexekiros at gmail.com in the email. Mm-hmm. I'll even post a pic- I'll post a custom picture of Goober on my Twitter for you guys. Just tell oh me what to do. Oh my god. <laughs> custom Goober pictures. Custom Goober pictures. Yeah, guys, if you do want to send us an all chat where you want to ask us a question or have us discuss a particular topic or you just want us to, you know, have Micro make a silly fart noise. Go ahead and send us an email at hexaheroes at gmail.com, or you can go ahead and uh, tweet at some of us. Uh, you can tweet at me, at LaughingMajorLol, so long as you're, uh, you know, not being a horrible human being and telling me True. that my opinions are wrong because I'm fat. <laughs> or you can tweet at micro at... HH underscore micro. It stands for Hentai Haven, not Hextech Heroes. Based. Not really. This is a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. We're moving out. We're moving on. Um, it's the same joke every week, and I still laugh. Uh, moving on. Let's get into week. our next segment, which is slash FF. And here at Hextech Heroes, FF does not stand for forfeit. It instead stands for four. Fun, where we get to talk about some four fun topics happening in the League of Legends atmosphere that aren't necessarily big enough topics for us to talk an entire segment on. So, guys, who has an FF topic for this week? I do not have one for this week, unfortunately. I was just going to bring up the uh, in the client I saw. Literally, I decided this during the podcast because I was looking at the client. The Riot Forged Games 2023, the video. Their Song of Nunu is coming out in fall 2023. It's supposed to be last year, I think, but oh. I had delayed it. There was a there's a new Silas game called Mage Seeker. It looks like a pixel art. Oh, that looks really game. sick. It looks so good. I'm looking. And then it looked like there's an Echo Storyline game called Convergence. Yes. And yeah, that one looks so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to shout these out because they looked so fun. That one looks like a like a Metroidvania kind of. Oh, it's gonna be sick, Metroidvania, yeah. all that shit. Yes, I'm excited yes. for that. But yes, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have too much on conversation with them. I just saw them, and I was like, "Ooh, I haven't oh. seen this yet." Speaking of those, I still haven't finished the Rune King game. I should play that. Bro, I haven't even played. <laughs> oh, it. dude, I, I have it installed. It. Yeah, I have it installed. I just have not opened it at all. I have not been in the. <laughs> we should do a playthrough. We should do so a playthrough of it, guys. We should just do a playthrough. Oh I'm Jesus. Down, yeah. Uh, so I have a, well, I, so like I said last week, I'm going to do like a, a match of the week sort of deal where I talk about, uh, a shout out one of the pro matches that got played in the last week or so. And, and, and tell you guys to check it out. Cause it's pretty good this week. Your match of the week is going to come from Korea is going to be in the LCK and is going to be T1 versus Gen G. And I'm going to try to not pick a T1 game every single week, but it might be hard because <laughs> hey man, this they team is so much fun to watch. But in, in, in a lot of ways, this was a fight for the top of the LCK, Gen G being 7-2, and two, T1 being 8-1. and one. These are the two top of the tier uh, 
Korean teams. And last time these two teams played, T1 got a easy 2-0 over them and just kind of seemed like a wash. But this weekend, it was a very, very good three-game series. And it was shockingly bloody to the point where people were thinking that perhaps this was Korea's best cosplay of the LPL. And it was <laughs> it was a very, very fun and chaotic series to watch, and I highly recommend it. There were some spicy picks, some interesting builds, and overall just a lot of really, really good gameplay. And Karia is just still so fucking good at the game. Holy God, this guy is fucking cracked. Uh, but other than that, for my FF, I don't really have anything else for, for, for fun this week, except for one quick shout-out that I'm going to do before we end the podcast, and I'll do it at, at the end of the podcast as well, is I was invited to guest on the Live Evil podcast this Wednesday for their recording. Hey! Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I got a oh. DM from Prime on Twitter, and he asked me to be on the show. So this Wednesday, I'm going to be recording with those homies, and we're going to talk about some League of Legends, some some evil geniuses stuff in the LCS, and some of the looking forward into the international competition and stuff, and it's going to be a good time. So I recommend, yeah, if you want to look out for that, check out the Live Evil podcast on Spotify, and uh, look out for their I next will. episode, because uh, I'm going to be on it. Yes, sir. Dude. When did their episodes release? I will listen to that on the car ride to fucking my tournament in War- for Wyoming this week. Uh, I don't know sick. what day it gets released, uh, but it does get recorded on Wednesday, so probably by the weekend it would get released, I would think. I just listen to it yeah. whenever it comes up on my Spotify because I get the little notification. It's like, oh, they uploaded today. I'm going to listen to that at work. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have for, for fun this week. So let's move on to our last segment of the night, which is going to be basing, where we get to talk about our based League of Legends takes. Guys, who has a base take for this week? I don't. I do not either. Okay, it's another Laughing Mage episode. All right, let's go. Base go. take for League of Legends. Um, Instead okay. Of laughing mage, it's basing mage. It's basing. I'm mage, sorry, bro. <laughs> mage. Uh, let's talk about challengers. Let's talk about some of these rookie teams because I think something that's very interesting that's been popping up right now is the fact that in the LCSC, the uh, the the North American Challengers League, one team in particular has been getting a lot of shine, which is going to be wild card. Despite the fact that they are not necessarily winning the entire league at the moment, they do have a top laner that is getting a lot of, of traction and, like, interest and intrigue in the league, Moose Hater. Mm-hmm. Moose Hater has been playing, I think he's played 11 games of Garen. He has played 11 games of Garen on the semi-pro amateur stage, and I'm pretty sure he has like a 70 or 80% win rate on this channel. What the? He's onto something. He's onto something. Holy shit. So what I wanted to make my base take around is using Moose Hater as an example of there are a lot of really, really good players in this league. 
And as I talked about last week with League getting solved and having and, and having like the same 20 champions get picked banned in every single game, I wanted to take a second to say, maybe you should let some of these players play something that they are particularly comfortable or interested in playing. And I think Moose Hater is a really, really good example of a player who, despite the fact that he is not necessarily playing the best top winners in the game right now and even if he doesn't even play the best top winners well because in some of his games he honestly looks like he's just running it down as fast as possible when he is able to get a pick that he is very comfortable and familiar with he is able to contest some of the best players in the entire world or in a region I think another really good example of a player who has these kind of weird picks is Adam. Adam over in uh, EU in the LEC, he was uh, the he is a top leader for BDS. And although Adam has a lot gets a lot of flack for these weird, overly aggressive top laning picks, he found a lot of success on them this year, including defining a little bit of the meta as a counter to Cassante with his patented Olaf pick in the top lane. Oh, yeah. So it, that just proves, to, it just goes to prove, and it, and it shows people that having a professional player or even having yourself play a champion that you're particularly comfortable on, despite the fact that they are not necessarily good in the meta right now, can be a really good way to showcase how strong or how much potential you truly have, even in the highest levels of play. I agree with that. I think, like, there's always going to be some room, like you said about cracking league, there's also gonna be room that you have to find for niche picks like that like things that you could just make work because you're just good <laughs> you know um and i think seeing stuff like that is really cool because it, it shines in games like like you will notice that like you'll notice a garen going 11 games in pro play you know mm -hmm. and I, I i don't know I, I like stuff like that i think it's really cool that People are finding their their niche stuff and, and playing it, sticking to it, having success, maybe downfalls, learning learning uh, experiences. It's definitely very interesting. And it, I think everybody, to a certain extent, can say that they have a champion that might not be the most meta in the game right now, but it's because of their level of comfortability on it, they... Right they can play it past the level of some of these players who might not be as comfortable on the most meta champions in the game. Yeah. And, and like you just said, like it could be the, like the complete opposite where if you're trying to meta slave all the time, you're just not going to be good at the characters you're playing if you're not comfortable on them. Yeah. Yeah. Basically league is a game where there are over 160 different champions. And because of that, there's always going to be a level of variability. So picking the same 20 every single game may not actually give you the advantage that you think you might actually be having. Um, and, and I do just one more point that actually has popped inside of my head because of this, the, the point that I've been making is playing comfort can often give you advantages in situations where you will be disadvantaged. If you do play the most meta picks, if you were to take a look at a game like, let, let, let's say that in, in, in a different universe, you had Immortals, who are still at the bottom of the standings in the LCS, taking on, uh, let's say, FlyQuest, right? Do you think that Immortals is going to have their best 
their, their, their best game against FlyQuest playing the same meta as FlyQuest is playing? Or do you think Immortals is going to have a better chance at winning if every single one of their players is just playing what they're most comfortable on playing in solo queue? It would obviously be their comfortable champions. Yeah, definitely the second option. Yeah. Yeah, e- even though it may not push to the same level of strategy that you would have with, like, for, say, the, the we're going to pick Nar, Vi, Zir, Zeri, Lulu, it's going to yeah. be like, okay, well, we have somebody who's just, like, really comfortable on picking Darius, and we're going to just play Darius, and then we'll, I don't know, we're going to say fuck it, and we're going to play Karthus in the jungle, and we'll have the Yone or the Yasuo in mid lane or something. It's like, this is going to be, you're going to be comfortable, play whatever you want, do your best, if it doesn't work out, sure, the coin flip didn't fall in our favor. But if it does work out, then good, because there was no way, there's there's a significant, I would say a significantly less chance of you winning a game 5v5ing with the most meta champions in the game if you're playing the best team in your league. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. I had other thoughts on that, but they kind of disappeared. Same here. I was going to say something and it just escaped my mind. Yeah. I guess we can attribute it to like, because I used to be a one-trick Singe main. Singe has, actually a few seasons ago, Singe was not fucking good. Um, but I did find a lot of success. I think I had a 70% win rate. As long as you're comfortable, I think that's a good indicator of like what you can actually do. And, you know, creative ways to use that champion always shine through. Like, I just played Singe as an engage. Well, I guess he is an engaged tank, but I would play him as like a foot pusher back then. I would do a DZ Rot banner command that was way back then when it still existed. That wasn't how Singe played, but it is eventually how Singe became meta, and he was one of the prime champs who took that chance, took those items away. Um, but it goes to show, like, you don't need to play the meta. You just have to play what you're comfortable at and know your strengths and know what you need to play. Like, know how you need to play. Also, have fun. Yeah, have fun. As long as you have fun on your champion, the fun champ. Sure, that motherfucker's having a great, a great time on Garen. Yeah, absolutely. But that's all I have for basing this week. With that being said, that takes us to the end of this week's episode of Hextech Heroes. Yeah, we're recording a day late. We're also recording forty minutes late on the day that we are recording because our first version of this episode did not have my voice in it at all. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> which is why the first half of this episode went really, really fast, and I sped talk my way through it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but with that being said, guys, let's close out the episode with some shout-outs. As always, guys, who are we shouting? Who do we shout out every week? Emily, shout out. Goober! Emily. Goober, too, yeah. <laughs> we do shout out Goober, too. We do shout yeah. out Goober a lot, but shout-out to Emily. Our favorite listener, actually, our favorite listener that we know personally, I suppose, because you're all our favorite listeners if you listen to our podcast at all. She just has the advantage of, uh, you know, her personally. She has the advantage of being able to drive to my house and punching me in the gut if I don't shout her out. (laughs) (laughs) Any other shout outs, you guys? Uh, The live people podcast. I haven't listened to them, but I will now, actually. Let's go. Did you say the live That's what they're evil? Called, right? The live evil? How, what, how do you say it? Live evil. Live evil. Okay. <laughs> oh Don't castrate me on the podcast. I'm so sorry. 
do not do not kill me over there. I'm so kill sorry. Him. <laughs> do not kill me. Oh I've not listened to them yet. I'm going to listen to them tomorrow at work. Or no, Tuesday at work. I'm off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good, brother. Um shout outs, as always. Uh my Twitter, Laughing Mage Lol on Twitter. I live tweet pretty much every game that I watch. Um it's gonna be a banger for the second half of the round robin for the LCS. And then once we head towards MSI. My tweets are going to get more and more feral as the crushing reality of me l- not seeing a North American team take a single win on a Korean or LPL team uh, sets in. <laughs> and also, I tweet monster shit during Team Liquid games because, boy, howdy, does that team make me scream my head off. Uh, but other than that, shout out to the Live Evil podcast as well, uh, because I will be on that podcast this Wednesday recording with them, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. So I hope you guys check me out over there. Oh, yeah. uh, and then mm-hmm. shout out to our our email one more time, hexicheroes at gmail.com. So if you guys do want us to talk about a certain subject, ask us a question or anything like that, you can go ahead and hit us up on that email or just tweet at us on Twitter or get us by, with any of our social media at all. But thank you guys very much for listening to us here at Hextech Heroes, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye-bye. See y'all.